With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show Monday through Friday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on YouTube live on the Edgework YouTube channel. You can find us on Twitter at Edgework Show. And if you miss it or you want to listen to it back later, you can find us on all podcasting platforms as Edgework. And Russ and I were talking about it before we came on the show here. If uh, if you want to track the picks given out on this show, if you miss them or if you can't quite catch them in real time, you can find them all on the BetStamp app. You will get notified if you follow the account there, the Edgework Bet stamp account in the find better section and to this point right now so money i don't even know if you knew this we are up 29.5 units on the season a 6.7 percent roi and uh the edgework crew yesterday had themselves a pretty good day picking up uh even the philly plus one and a half there i think they had just met i don't know if they had the um money line in that okay. in that game uh but yeah, pretty good day yesterday getting this account to 29 and a half. So make sure to go give the Edgework account a follow on BetSamp if you want to follow along with the picks in real time. Doing pretty well so far this season. So that's uh, yeah, uh, good stuff. Um, one thing I want to talk about to get started here before we get into some of the picks and the games that are on today is... On, t- on the Tuesday show, we talked about how interesting the Western Conference playoff situation is kind of shaping out to be. You've got teams in there that are kind of... I mean, even this morning when I was looking at it, looking at the LA Kings, the Seattle Kraken, LA is now tied with Vegas and Dallas in points. Seattle is four points back of of LA there, but even looking across, like you're crossing over divisions there, even in the central, like they're four points up on Minnesota. And you kind of look at LA and Seattle, you probably wouldn't have expected them to be in those types of positions coming into it. And now you're looking at teams like Calgary and Edmonton sitting on the outside in those wildcard spots. Basically, I mean, those are two teams. They're basically praying that they get in. Otherwise, they're going to have some serious uh, inward looking to do in the offseason here. Mm-hmm. But there's also a team like Colorado, who's currently sitting on the outside, who's not even in that wild card spot yet. So we talked about the playoff picture on Tuesday. I'm more curious in specific to Colorado here. They get Nathan McKinnon back. They're starting to get a little bit more healthy. You still have a guy like Kale McCarr who could potentially win the Norris every single year. This Colorado team, it's basically expected that they're going to make the playoffs, but Russ, is this a team still that we have to kind of respect and appreciate as a team that actually, once they do get to that level where they're in a playoff spot, they could actually go on and win the Stanley Cup again? Or are they are they a lot farther off than they were last season? Yeah, you know, they're starting to resemble the Colorado Avs, um, you know, that won the Stanley Cup last year and that went on, went on that insane run. Um, you know, looking back about a week ago, I would have said this is go time. They get a couple of the guys back, um, a couple of the frontline guys back. And, you know, it's time to stack up a few wins and to move up in the standings. But that really just did not happen. They've got losses to the Canucks in there. They've got losses to the to the Coyotes in there. Um, 
a couple of just unbelievably bad losses. Now, I still think they have room to improve. They've got uh, Bowen Bryan needs to come back on defense, and then they've still got Landis Gog out so that, yeah. you know, once they get those two guys back, they'll have their entire – basically their entire team minus Kadri from last year. And, um, you know, then I think they should start playing a lot better and start winning some of these games. But, you know, I have been – you know, I probably up until the last few weeks I've been kept on saying – you know, this team's going to come around. This team's going to come around. You know, don't worry about them. Don't worry about them. But the last few days or so have gotten me worried. Also losing to that Panthers team um, in that uh, 5-4 game. Their last game was a little bit unsettling. So, I mean, I'm still a little bit on the optimistic side, but I think it is start time to kind of be on the hot seat to kind of worry if you are an Avs fan. They've got an easy game tonight, and then they got a really, you know, they got the Ottawa Senators on uh, Saturday. So, pick up those two games right there, get those points and then just start rolling and stacking up wins. And then, you know, this is a whole different conversation next Thursday when we chat about this. So right now I'm not, uh, I'm not completely worried yet, but I would have thought that would have started to turn around the past few games. And it really, I haven't seen it yet. So I'm kind of 50, 50 on that one. Um, I'm not rushing to the window to bet any Colorado futures as the market is the Vegas market is still very down on them or they, you know, very up on them. They assume that they're going to, be the team from last year and their futures are very, very low. So there's no reason to rush to, to back a team like this yet, but no, I, I, I'm about 50, 50. That's where I stand. They could turn it around here soon or uh, you know, or we could have this conversation next week and say, man, they dropped a game to the senators. They dropped a game to the red wings. So we'll see, but they do have a fairly easy, favorable schedule coming up. So this is really the make or break it time for the apps. I think. Yeah. I think like a, like like most things with me, my uh, my answer starts with it depends, right? So um, I'm not um, I'm not worried about them making the playoffs. I think that they'll make the playoffs. I think that um, we need to respect we need to respect their pedigree. They their their roster even now as slow, as they're slowly getting guys back is good enough to make the playoffs. Now, are they good enough to make a run? Well, they don't have a second line center. With all due respect to JT Comfort, right? So I think that the loss of Kadri on that second line um, was huge. So now, if you're in a situation where you're expected to make a run um, without that piece in the lineup, I think it's going to be very difficult. Um, if they go out and get someone like Jonathan Taze, um, yeah, that 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 changes the whole calculus on this team. So I think that as, as it stands right now, um, I don't know if they have it in them to make another long run through the Western conference into the Stanley cup final. But if they are able to um, replace what they lost in Kadri, even not fully replaced, but like have a guy that can slot in, in the second line so that comfort can go back to where he should be as a very good third line center, um, then then I'd be more inclined to think that Colorado can uh, can can go a lot deeper. Yeah, sure. fair enough. I, it is interesting talking about them, and even like a lot of these Western Conference teams, right? It's with a lot of them. It's well, it depends. It's so money's favorite saying there. It depends because it's. Yeah. Well, if even like when you look at Edmonton, it's like, well, could they could they get in the playoffs? Could they go for a run? Well, it depends. Are McDavid and Drysaddle going to continue to play thirty minutes a night? Are they going to be able to hold up uh, over the course of the season? Because 
if they do, then Edmonton probably is going to be capable of hanging on because those guys mm-hmm. out there for 50% of your game every single night, you're going to have some type of opportunity. But if they can't hold on, then that team outside of them is not as great. Calgary, it depends. Are they going to be able to find some uh, some goaltending here for a consistent period of time? If not, then they might fall out of that playoff spot. Like It is very, very it depends with a lot of these teams in the Western Conference. It's even like last night I'm watching Toronto play against Nashville. You see Saros is out of his mind. Like this guy, the way that this guy is playing over the last stretch, they're getting goaltending. They're finding some goal scoring out of some of the guys with Granlund and uh, Duchesne and Forsberg where they didn't really have it early on in the season. And now they start to get that going. Well, can Saros keep it up and potentially hold them, uh, hold them along, maybe push them into a playoff spot? They're only two points out right now. Like the, some of these teams and the spots that they're in are really weird. And as so many says, it's a good saying there, but it depends. Like it yeah. depends on how it goes. You know, I think one other point that needs to be noted is the Oilers and the Flames have three or four more games than the Abs right now. And once the Avalanche right. catch up in games and Abs have all these games at hand. So like, like so many said, I don't think they'll have any issue getting to the playoffs. And especially once they catch up, you know, in these games played, they'll probably be up in the playoffs rankings. So I don't think that's an issue at all. I think, um, like so many said, the bigger issue is can they get past the first round? Uh, can they get past, you know, the second round and, and make a run like they, they did last year? Yeah. And uh, Jay Stone 9 here saying uh, playing playing Blackhawks tonight, <laughs> smash spots. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Uh, but just want to remind everybody before we get to tonight's games and get to the picks, uh, if you want to comment in real time, there are some questions here, thoughts on the games tonight. If you want to do that, make sure to go over to the Edgework YouTube channel where you can interact in real time. We won't see them on Twitter in real time, unfortunately. So go over to the YouTube, subscribe there, like this stream, and you can turn on notifications by clicking that bell so you get notified every time we go live, Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time, but uh, as well if you want to engage in the chat as we encourage people to do go over to the youtube channel we will see them in real time there so you know what we can uh we don't have to necessarily go in order i see the question pop up here right now so we can get to that don schultz saying thoughts on calgary st louis same teams played on tuesday same building weird back to back here and this is one of those ones i was looking at it is a weird spot like st louis here right now they are two points out of a playoff spot, and despite losing O'Reilly and Tarasenko, like they have won a good amount of their last few games with those guys out. I have a theory. It's not statistically proven, but I think that there's a short spurt of games for every team if you lose a star or your bigger players where like after immediately after those guys go out, there's like a boost to the rest of the guys, whether or not that lasts, but I think it's just a short spurt where like you see that and they come out flying after. Um, uh, And then you're looking at this where Calgary is holding on to the first wild card spot. They have played one less game than Edmonton and they are uh, tied with them in points, but they do have games, uh, more games played than a bunch of the teams behind them. And this team has lost two of the like their last two games 4-3 to the Blues and before that 4-3 to the Hawks now they did just play St. Louis and lose that game Uh, Russ is there anything that you're kind of looking at in this one is there a side you lean towards for this Calgary St. Louis game tonight 
Um, when you're looking at the numbers, um, I'd make this minus 155 Calgary. So it's fairly right on for me. And, and in all honesty, I probably won't have a play here. But I do think this is a little bit more of an interesting game on the slate just because you have a team in the Blues who's completely streaky. Um, I honestly don't know what team is going to show up, you know, <laughs> what given night. They're terrible on defense, absolutely awful on defense. And uh, Bennington has just been awful as well. You know, every once in a while he can he can stand on his head and and have a one or two goal game. But generally speaking, he's been awful this year. 70th in goals saved above expectation. I mean, that's that's difficult to get down that low. Um, and then on the other side, I've been, as you know, as anybody knows that follows this show, I've been fairly low on the Flames this year. But it seems like they are starting to figure it out, and they're starting to drive play. In their last 10 games, they're third in expected goals for. Um, so it seems like they're starting to figure it out. It just seems like certain things are not going the way you know, certain they're hitting, they're hitting posts, they're hitting uh, crossbars, stuff like that, where some of these games, the Flames should be winning and they end up going to overtime and actually losing in overtime on some of these games where, where they've graded out actually pretty well. Um, so generally speaking, I would lean towards the Flames here. Now it's tough to lay minus 160 on a team like this going into such an uncertain environment against a, a Blues team who you, who you don't know who's going to show up. Um, so there won't be any play for me at all here. Like I said, I've got about minus 155 on the flame. So it's right aligned with the market price, but gun to my head, you know, I think uh, flames money line or flames and regulation probably ends up getting there just with the way that the blues have been playing lately, but this will be a pass for me. So the flames, um, on, I guess, Tuesday, they closed, um, minus 160 ish in mm-hmm. in in St. Louis um now we're looking at them they're a little bit lower so i think that the flames are a little bit short here um but like russ mentioned it's not something that i'm going to be rushing to bet um the flames they have started playing better um they've been they've been unlucky in a couple of the results here but for the most part i do like the way that the team is headed now the problem, as has been the whole season, is is their goaltending. Uh, Markstrom is not where he needs to be for this team to um, generate consistent results. So I guess what I'm saying is that I think it's a fair line. Um, Calgary, you could make a case there a little bit short, um, but if 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 the Blues go back with Bennington, I think that the over might be a look here. Um, and if um, Lewis goes with Grace, uh, which which is not entirely impossible at this point, I think that mm-hmm. um, that actually um, upgrades um, upgrades the Blues a bit. So I would lay off right now. Um, I do like the over a bit, but I'd only like the over if um, once once Bennington is confirmed is confirmed in the game. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like we're pretty much on the same page there, and I'm yeah. even seeing like a a long. Uh an expensive five and a half like that seems crazy to lay a, put put a five and a half out there on the st louis blues teams just isn't it's nuts to me so if, <laughs> yeah if it drifts drifts down to five and a half minus 120 then I'll, i probably would have a play there yeah yeah and and like with those like five and a half totals like they those are reserved these days yeah. in the nhl for elite goaltending and elite yeah. defensive teams now we don't have a lot of elite defensive teams anymore in this league uh, but we do have a few elite goaltenders that that do um, warrant a five and a half. But 
Leeds is ne- neither of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you're looking at so how how quickly would you have to get to uh, get to the window to get the price that you'd be looking for if Bennington is a net on the over in this game? Like, where do you kind of foresee that line going to if he does go in if he is announced in net for the St. Louis Blues tonight? That's a question the- for for so many. Yeah, well, one is uh, Bennington still garners some respect in the marketplace. I think that um, it's not the, the way the lines move with the with with the Blues games. It's not it's not a certainty in the market that that Grice is in fact an upgrade. So I think that um, internally um, our numbers have Bennington as very poor, but he he does show spurts where he can have these have these great games and i think that a lot of times that um that the market still 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 has that in mind so i don't think there's 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 a rush in like as would be the case in like in in like other situations but um eventually the market does move towards the over all right let's talk about a game where there is a five and a half on the board here minnesota wild new york islanders right now uh if you're looking at this one minus 112 minnesota plus 106 for the islanders there i mean there is a rogue plus 106 on the over five and a half if you are in new jersey right now that one is available for you Uh, yeah Uh, but we are seeing this one with five and a half, six uh, in a lot of different places, widely, very widely available at that. And uh, this Minnesota team, they are third in the central right now, but they are five points back of Winnipeg, only one point up on Calgary and Edmonton. They did deal with some issues uh, during the period of time where Flurry was dealing with some personal stuff. You saw a fluctuation in their goaltending and how much they were allowing against. And then, but that team outside of that has kind of been a little rocky so far uh, throughout the season just in terms of you not really knowing what you're going to get out of them they were a very strong solid team last year who could put up points score a lot of goals and they were pretty good defensively keeping things out of the net and then that this year it's been a fluctuation with them and then you're going up against an islanders team that just plays the dead slow boring kind of game of hockey where no one really wants to turn that one on if it if it is on their tvs they are one point out of a playoff spot though right now which i think people kind of wouldn't really have expected that they're one point uh behind pit they are four four and two in their last 10 they are on a three game losing streak but currently they're up uh five points on the buffalo sabers so money is there anything you uh you're looking at in this game or what how do you how do you make this one out well, with the with the Wild, I think that over the course of the last uh, few weeks, they've actually gotten a lot better defensively. I think they've um, from from where they were in the start of the season, they they are starting to limit their chances. And um, I think what Dean Everson has tried to instill in that team uh, from early on in the season, I think that it's it's coming to fruition in that respect. Now, um, the problem with with a lot of these teams, I find is that they're not getting consistent goaltending. Um, when 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 Fleury is in net this year, um, he's just not very good. And I think that um, 
that there is a significant upgrade from Flurry to uh, Gustafson. So I think we need to wait until that confirmation. I suspect that Flurry is going to start, um, which which is not great news if you want to bet on the wild. Um, and and I joke about that five and a half number, but 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 the fact but the fact is that Minnesota as a team itself, when they when they want to play the way that Everson wants them to play, they do warrant a five and a half, but not with Flurry and Goal. On the other side, the Islanders, as much as they want to play slow, low, low event hockey, um, they're just not a very good defensive team. But they have the goaltender that can um, mask all of those deficiencies. So anytime you're playing Sorok, it is tough to get on the over. But in this case, if um, with with the Wild getting healthy, um, with the Islanders giving up what they give up, and if Flurry is in goal, um, I do like that over if it's five and a half, especially that that plus money five and a half that you mentioned. <laughs> um, that would be something that I would absolutely run towards. Mm-hmm. What price would you play this to at the over five and a half? Because the plus one hundred six, I don't think we'll lock that in. That's not widely available. But if you do have access to that, that would definitely be a look for other people. But for you personally, what would your kind of comfort level be on that five and a half? If if Flurry is in net, I would go up to minus one ten. If he's not in net, if it's Gustafson against uh, Sorokin. Um, then I'm less inclined to get involved in that game at all. Okay, fair enough. Yep, I'm fairly similar. Um, this is going to be very dependent on the goalie in net for the Wild. Yeah, just like just to piggyback off of a couple things that so many said, um, this Minnesota team is really weird. And if you looked at like if I went through all of my plays, my personal plays this year, I would argue and I would probably bet that Minnesota is probably the the least. Uh, you know, the least profitable team that I've bet on this year. I just cannot figure this team out for whatever reason. Um, I bet against him when Mark Andrew Fleury's in goal and for somehow he comes back to bite me in the butt and then, you know, Gustafsson's in goal and I lay off and they, they end up losing. So, so no, this is an interesting spot for me. My numbers actually have the Islanders as a slight favorite here. So at plus money, I will probably be making a play on the Islanders. This is a little bit dependent on Kyle Palmieri. Um, now, Kyle Par- Palmieri for the Islanders has been coming back or supposed to be coming back for like the last five games. So it's just a it's just like a wait and see thing. But they it, that's a significant edge for in my numbers with him as a you know, as opposed to without him. And uh, just to, just to kind of dig under the hood on some of these things, um, the Islanders have been playing pretty well the last 10 games, 10th in expected goals for and 7th in expected goals against their defense is starting to come around. And uh, yeah, obviously. We don't have to talk much about Ilya Sorokin. He's just been awesome this year, as so many said. He's second in goals saved above expectation. So I've uh, we've had the Islanders a couple times the last couple weeks, and he's cashed for us. And uh, I'm you know I'm not looking to jump off that train yet, especially at home. So if we do in, end up getting Mark Andre Fleury confirmed in net, this will definitely be a play for me at uh, plus money and at home. Um, this Minnesota team is just a basically an extremely defensive team. They would like to slow the game down, just like the Islanders will will tonight. Except you know one team has an exceptional goalie and one does not. So that's a that's the big enough edge for me, and especially at a plus money, um, this will probably end up being a play um, on the Islanders tonight. So would you have to wait for this one to hear that news about who's playing, and uh, or would this be 
play it anyways. Well, it's um, you, this is a. I mean, I'm gonna probably wait, but I mean, what do you think the chances are that we get uh, MAF here? So money has any? I'm just a, trying to look at. Yeah, I I'm I'm pretty. I've I've got it pretty probable that um, that that's the way that the Wild are gonna go. That's what I would think. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and, and lock it in, especially because we probably some of those some of those plus money numbers will probably disappear once he gets confirmed. Okay. So I have no I have no issues going with the uh, the hot goalie and the the home team here. Um, yeah, they've been playing a lot better recently, and you know, as anybody knows that watches this show, I have, I have no problem going against the Wild this year. <laughs> All right, we'll lock that one in on the account. And again, if you want to follow it in real time or you want to see how the picks are doing through the course of the season, you can go over to the Bet Stamp app, click on the Find Better section. You can find us there as Edgework. So another game here tonight uh, we'll, we'll look at is between Dallas and the New York Rangers. This is another game with some five and a halfs on the board here. So money. So we're, we're uh, finding them popping up all over the place. Right now, uh, Dallas is first in the Central. They are tied with Vegas and LA, as I had mentioned earlier, in points. They are on a two-game win streak, seven and three in their last ten. And uh, it's actually kind of funny. I found this the other day, but uh, or I guess last night, as the coaches were announced for the All-Star Game, some of the coaches were announced. You've got Rod Brindamore, Pete DeBoer, Jim Montgomery, and um, uh, who was the other coach that was announced? It was one of the oh Bruce Cassidy. Cassidy? Yeah, Bruce yeah. Cassidy. So you've got Bruce Cassidy, who is the former coach of the Boston Bruins, now with Vegas. Pete DeBoer, who was the former coach of the Vegas, who's now with Dallas, and Jim Montgomery, who was with Dallas, now with Boston. Just the coach shuffle moving all around there, and everyone <laughs> grabbing new teams and suddenly becoming all stars and Jack Adams candidates just because they're in a new spot, but. Uh, Dallas right now plus 115 against the Rangers on the road. Rangers minus 120. Uh, they are two points back of New Jersey, sitting third in the Metro right now. Rusk, how do you kind of look at this game here tonight? It, it, with it sitting at this total of five and a half, and uh, the Rangers being favored in this one, is that about right for you? Um, I actually, you know, like so many and I were talking about, or like so many was saying earlier, the five and a half should be reserved for two elite goalies. And this is exactly uh, what he was talking about. You know, this yeah. is a definitely a warranted five and a half. And although my numbers do show a little bit of value on the over, that's not the angle that I'm going to take. Um, I actually like the, I like the Dallas Stars. It's plus money road underdogs on this game. I have them as a favorite. So that will end up probably being a play for me. I don't expect to see any shenanigans in the goalie. You know, um, obviously, if we got Wedgwood or something crazy in there for Dallas, I would just burn my ticket. But <laughs> no, I mean, if we get Ottinger in there against Igor, um, this is a great matchup for me. And and uh, you know, if you followed my plays all year, I've been kind of anti Rangers, and I've been uh, on and off the Stars a little bit. Probably should have been on them a little bit more lately, but they've been playing well. They've been driving play well. Six and expected goals for in their last ten games. Um, their defense is playing well. And um, the Rangers are just kind of strange. They're getting wins, and um, Igor's playing awesome, but their defense is not playing very well, and they're not driving play very well. 24th in expected goals for in their last 10 games. So basically what's happening is they're giving up decent chances, they're not scoring the goals, and Igor is just bailing them out of every single game. 
So you have, uh, and then on the Rangers side, they have no Chris Kreider tonight. So, you know, this is, you know, more or less a wash, even maybe the better team five on five is Dallas. And then uh, you pretty much wash the goalies. You know, I think both goalies are pretty equal top five, top three in the league. And then you give me plus money, then, you know, I'll easily take plus 115 or plus 10 on Dallas all day. So, yeah, especially when I've got Dallas almost minus 120, minus 125. So I think they should be the slight favorite. So, yes, this will be a play for me on the stars. I'm looking at uh, anywhere from plus 110 to plus 115 uh, will be a go for me tonight. Yeah, All right, so money on the same page there? Yeah, I'll be surprised we, if he is. <laughs> yeah, we we love our Dallas Stars around these parts. Uh, yeah, I, do. I, I I agree with everything. Um, and uh, with, 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 with that five and a half, yes, uh, Igor and Ottinger, um, they they do warrant the five and a half. But um, Dallas is actually playing some high event hockey lately, mm-hmm. and the Rangers have uh, shown have shown struggles um, defensively at times this year. And as mentioned, uh, Igor um, comes in and bails them out. So mm-hmm. this so so this five and a half is a true five and a half that's reflective. That's 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 reflected on the goalie pedigree itself. So um, both I'm not. I don't think neither team, the way that they're playing these days, um, warrants a five and a half. But obviously, the goalies mm-hmm. do now. Um, I I will be on Dallas. Um, I think that um, we should we should we should lock them in. Um, one one thing to note too is that uh, you mentioned the um, Zach uh, earlier. You mentioned the theory uh, team stepping up when like a star player is out. Um, that is oh, a yeah. real thing. Uh, the 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 market does tend to overreact to these things a lot. Now, um, with all due respect to Chris Kreider, um, he's not in that category. So that's not something yeah. that I would mm-hmm. I would I would take I would take into account like I would with obviously a guy like Austin Matthews. So um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not worried about about the market reaction to Chris Kreider. Um, so I will be on the uh, on the Dallas Stars here as well. But similarly, like, you know, with the Rupe Heinz, um, you know, him being, yeah. him being out, maybe the, it seems to me like the market has moved a little bit too much on that news. It just exactly like so many was saying, um, this should maybe be closer to, to minus 110 both ways. And, uh, you know, moving that news on that injury, give you plus money. You know, that's that's good value there. Fair enough. Yeah, with that star player going out thing, it's just kind of interesting because you watch it and every time you turn on the TV after, it's like the people on... I mean, so many were watching Canadian television. They're on the broadcast after being like, how are they doing it with this guy out? And it's like, well, every time this happens now, this is ha- this is the same conversation. So like, <laughs> there's something going on here, obviously. Yeah, uh, and, and and obviously, like, like, the rest of the team matters, right? If, like, Austin, mm-hmm. Matthew, if Austin Matthews was playing on the Coyotes and you took him out, then, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's going to be a bigger deal sure. than a lot of the Leafs. Sure. Yeah. Be the same in Edmonton if uh, if uh, yeah. one of McDavid or Dreisaitl or both of them go out. Like that's a completely different team that you're looking at there. Essentially, uh, one other game that I wanted to talk about tonight. And if anybody in the chat has any questions or any games that they were looking at, please feel free to let us know. But uh, one that I'm looking at here, one of the reasons I have some type of interest in this is because my own personal interest 
in not having the Montreal Canadiens have a very high draft selection. <laughs> and that's uh, because Alex Moretto, uh, who's on the Tuesday show there, sends screenshots of the NHL mock simulator every day now mm-hmm. where it continues to come up with Habs number one and Habs number two with Florida's pick and they're drafting Bedard and Fantilli over and over again so don't want to see that happen but Florida right now against Vegas they're sitting at plus 102 it did move from about half an hour ago where it was at plus 110 Vegas uh, currently sitting at minus 107 or minus 110 more widely available there in this game but um, so money why is it that Florida is kind of moving in this direction on the road against Vegas, getting closer and closer to uh, to the minus side, uh, the favorite side in this one? Yeah. So when we were when we were coming on, I um, I saw Florida taking a bunch of money there. Um, it wasn't yeah. me. Uh, the uh, someone moved the market on uh, on on Florida. Um, I kind of know who I I think I know who it was, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> here in this um I, I i talked about this last week or like the last time i was on and that florida does um th- there's a belief out there that florida just needs some time to get it together with with all the changes they made and like the change in change in philosophy behind the bench um getting get, getting to be a more a more defensive team i think that there's still this prevailing belief that that's going to happen I, I'm not too sure about that, right? I I think that they, that this core um, was accustomed to play a certain way, um, and I don't necessarily think in today's NHL that that's a bad way to play. But for whatever reason, they decided after one random series against Tampa Bay that um, that they needed to blow this whole thing up. So um, that those kind of things are tough to cover from now the reason why the line has moved that way if you look at more of like a short-term micro perspective is that Bobrovsky has been playing there uh, they that's 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 pretty much the simple answer he's um he's um he's been trending well the last few games his overall season numbers are still not great but um he's he's trending better so there's this belief that the market hasn't hasn't caught up to him yet which is why you're seeing the Panthers Panthers as a dog like that. Um, well, they were um, on the on the on the Vegas side. They've been a little bit streaky the last, or sorry, actually streaky. They've been inconsistent the last uh, the last little bit here. So um, even through their wins against Colorado, which was their probably in the last couple of weeks their only strong game, um, that uh, not in, in in overtime w- wasn't great. Even even Pittsburgh, I think that. Um, they got that early lead against Casey DeSmith, which even the Canucks showed you can get an early lead on Casey DeSmith. So that's not saying much. Um, so I think that um, that's that's the way that we're kind of headed here. It's more of like a of a short term reaction where Bobrovsky and Florida, the sentiment in the short term is a little high, um, whereas Vegas, um, there's there's an inconsistency there that. The market doesn't uh, appreciate that much right now. Yeah, I can. I mean, I, you pretty much completely nailed it. I think that the last few games, the Florida Panthers have been trending a lot better, driving play on the offense a lot better, and, and playing actually a lot better defense. And Bobrovsky has been, you know, a lot better than the beginning of the season. Um, I'm very surprised by this line move, though, 
with the with the Knights getting all of these guys back from injury, March Assault and uh, Jack Eichel and stuff, uh, getting all the way healthy. I did not expect, you know, this line to move. I, you know, and I have pretty much I have minus one ten both ways, so there's really not an edge for me on the side. But with the um, with the Knights getting all of those players back on the front line, and um, you know the Florida Panthers being the Florida Panthers, I'm easily looking. at my numbers support the over here, so I could I could easily see uh, a three three game and and us getting to seven goals. Now that would be very it's very dependent on Bobrovsky in, in goal, and I think he should be in goal. We won't have anything for for a long time with it being a late game. But um, if we did for some reason see Spencer Knight, this would be a no play for me. This would I'd probably be right around six and a half. But with uh, with Bobrovsky in goal, and once we get that confirmed, I will probably be on the over six and a half here, which is, is surprising to me, um, considering the it seems like the Knights have been a lot more defensive team uh, lately with with Cassidy as their coach and um, just kind of playing a slower, low event game. But they have uh, they have been driving plays lately. They're fifth in expected goals for in their last ten games, and uh, and the Panthers are fourth in expected goals for. So so these teams are playing fairly similar games. Their offense is fairly good, and their defense is kind of middle of the road. And Logan Thompson has not been anything special for for the Knights either to consider you know to consider staying off of this bet. So this will this will be a play for me on the over. It once we do get Bobrovsky confirmed in goal, and I don't expect to see you know any of any the line change much at all. I think uh, you can go ahead and wait once it gets confirmed. Um, I would pull the trigger up to minus one ten. I think is uh, is just fine on the over. All yeah, right, we, we we will see Bob in goal here. Okay, we can lock it in then. All right, <laughs> we will do that. And yep. again, uh, recommend line shopping here because if you are looking around, if you are in the state of New Jersey, which is uh, what we set these two for the sake of having widely available lines, you can find plus 100 on the over six and a half there. But we'll lock it in uh, on the Bet Stamp app where you can find it as edge work in the find better section. We did just touch on uh, on the uh, Panthers there, but Connor Hartle asking, looking at some game, uh, some pups tonight. Kraken plus two hundred, Sabers plus one ten. We did just discuss the Panthers, so we'll start with uh, the Kraken here, and then we'll get to the Sabers game. But uh, Russ, so many, are there any thoughts on the Kraken uh, in this one? Yeah, I mean, I've loved they've been just on a tear. We've played on the Kraken a couple times in this in this new year, and uh, won both of them. Obviously, they haven't lost in 2023, and they're just scoring at an insane pace. It's making my uh, my Dave Hackstall bet look better and better. I think it's still a yeah. long shot, but I like it. I like that the numbers dropping. Um, but no, I think I think in all honesty, I think this number's a little bit too long for Boston. I have closer to to 200 um, as a fair market price, so. I would lean to taking the plus 196 or plus 200 on Seattle. Um, you know, it's going to be really tough to get there if Martin Jones starts in goal for, for me, for that to be a play for me. But that is the way I would lean. Now, if for some reason they go back to Grubauer, um, for some reason I do have a small edge. I don't know if I'm, my priors are going back far enough <laughs> or they just skipped over last season or, or whatever. But I do have a small a small uh, uptick from, from Grubauer to Jones. You know, both of them are, are terrible. But yeah, I, I think if, if you're looking to play play dogs, you know, tonight plus two hundred is a, is a pretty good look, and uh, and it probably won't make my card. But yeah, I think this Boston team's just a little bit too long at, at minus two twenty or two thirty. That's that's crazy. 
I, I, I read this thing earlier where uh, Boston's on pace for like 65 wins and like 5,000 points this year. Or something. Yeah, to break both records. Yeah, to break the points record they're on pace for. Yeah, and, and like that's not going to happen, right? So, so, so like at some point, um, there's going to be some, um, some games here that Boston's going to lose. Um, I'm not sure. betting against Seattle right now. Um, mm-hmm. This Seattle streak is going to end against some garbage team. It's going to probably, it's probably going to end in like, in like, in like Chicago after after they play Boston <laughs> or something, right? So, um, I'm I'm not betting against Seattle right now. I think that um, that that plus two hundred. I think, yeah, I would. I'm more there than I am anywhere close to um, to a to a laying on Boston at this point. Yep, same, completely same. All right, and then the other game that they asked about here was the Sabers Winnipeg game. Um, Connor's saying that they're on the Sabers tonight. What are your thoughts on that? Um, it depends uh, who's in net for Winnipeg. <laughs> I think that oh, yeah. uh, it's not. It's unless if if, if it was confirmed in the, in the last couple of minutes, which I don't see. But um, um, it's not certain that um, that a Hellebuck is going to get the starting goal. If it is, if it is, um, who's our backup there? R- Riddick. If it is Riddick, um, I yeah, I I can see value on on, on Buffalo and uh, plus um. Looks like uh, Lukanen should be starting there, which is, um, in the long term, it's an upgrade. Um, he hasn't been playing that that well in the short term, but if it's uh, Lukanen against uh, Riddick, um, I think that Buffalo holds value there. Yep, I completely agree. All right, and then uh, last thing, kind of wanted to ask you guys about. Just curious, and I feel like people, other people are. Uh, interested in this as well there's a question here from max x saying what's your process like when placing bets is it simply whatever your model tells you there's value to to bet or is there more to it russ you can start with you don't have to get too deep into it but uh if you would care to touch on that a little bit yeah i think i think this is a good question because um you know i think some of the people on the show their are their styles are drastically different and especially mm-hmm. so money and i styles are drastically different um you know, I have not I have not been doing this for an extremely long time. So traditionally, what I do is I do kind of a, a, a night before run of the numbers. I kind of highlight some of the things that I like. And then I do the morning of I run um, the, the lineup changes and then I run some of my numbers and then I, you know, I further highlight and further whittle down some of the plays that I like. Now, traditionally, I try and wait for goalie confirmations. Um, you know, I know this is uh, pretty much against what a lot of people do, what Rob Pozzola does, what so many does. They try and get ahead of the number. But I have found, you know, just as far as my style and my handicapping goes, that you can get burned a lot more than you can gain by jumping the line and trying to guess goalie confirmations. And I'm just, frankly, I'm just not as good as so many and some of these guys. So I'll message them and say, Hey, what do you think about this guy starting? What do you think about this guy starting with the chances? Because I have an edge. I like this play. Um, Should I take it now? Will it move? And so I have no, you know, I have no problem reaching out to some of these guys and asking, but traditionally for me, if, uh, if I see something strong in the morning, if overnight, I'll play that overnight, you know, but very sparingly. And then in the morning, if I see something really strong and, uh, you know, I'm confident that the goalies will start, I'll play that more. But, you know, I, I don't, I don't get until I don't get into the big bets and the filling of all of my orders until one or two in the afternoon. Once everything is confirmed and given that the the number is still in line, then I will start laying down you know some bigger bets and bigger plays like that. So I guess to to kind of uh, summarize his question, 
is it's kind of throughout the day and then I wait until everything is confirmed before I unload, you know, unload the, uh, the big, big bucks. <laughs> I think, um, I think we can do a whole show on process. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm um, interested in this answer for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try my best to, um, to kind of summarize it and keep it some, I'm, I'm, I'm a hybrid in the sense that I know a lot of people that I work with are, um, are, are model only. This is, this is a number I get. This is, this is what I'm going to bet. If it moves too far the other way, I'm going to come back on the other side because that's what my number says. And, um, that's fine. Um, I do that as well to a certain extent. Um, I have my model number, but, um, the reason I say that I'm a hybrid is that I also, um, there's a qualitative factor as well. I I fully acknowledge that um, sometimes my model number is not going to move as quickly as what I see myself. Um, a perfect example of that was the St. Louis Colorado series a couple of years ago where Colorado swept the Blues. Um, I was very high on the Blues and I would get value on the Blues every single game that they played Colorado. It was apparent after the first couple of periods in that series that the blues were completely outmatched now if i'm strictly going on my model number i'm getting smoked in that series um Mm -hmm. as that series went on um it was it 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 just wasn't even close so i think that um it is tricky to add a qualitative aspect to it especially if you are making your numbers because you have to be absolutely certain that um whatever you're seeing is actually what you're seeing and not what you want to see right so i think that i've been um watching hockey long enough i've been consuming kind of what is out there long enough to know that um i do have a have an objective eye for these i'm not going to um let what i want to see influence where where my model number is at now when i do get the model number i will bet it um, there are times when I do a lot of trading back and forth. Now, that's more of like a um, like a market analysis kind of thing where I will trade my numbers back and forth. Um, it's not something that I recommend for people who are just starting or who are just um, kind of um, looking at at, at at betting their model numbers. So um, I can't go into too much detail because obviously we don't have a lot of time, but um, I think it, that's that's an amazing question and it's something that obviously I can I can talk about a lot, um, but in just a couple of minutes, um, that's that's the best I can do right now. Mm-hmm. No, fair enough. I appreciate the answers and I think that it provides some clarity to some people in the chat who might be wondering and you see different people on the shows each day and kind of wonder like what is it that goes into it for them i always appreciate hearing you guys break down games from your perspectives and the numbers that you have on things because even though you guys are on the same side of a lot of different things that we talk about there's oftentimes you guys will be come to the same conclusion but have differing perspectives on and different pathways on how you got there so it is interesting to hear that so i appreciate that but If you guys enjoyed the show today, please make sure to like this stream. Make sure to go and subscribe to the Edgework YouTube channel. You can also set notifications by clicking that bell so you get notified every time we go live on this channel. And as always, if you want to track the picks that were given out today, you want to track them in real time, or you know you're going to miss shows going forward, make sure to go over to the Betstamp app. You can find us in the Find Better section. 
as edge work and if you missed part of the show you want to hear it back later or you watched it and you just want to hear it back again you can go over to any podcasting platform and find us there as edge work as well so thank you to everyone who tuned in today greatly appreciate everyone who participated in the chat gave their opinions on games and asked questions and uh we look forward to seeing everyone in the stream tomorrow on the edge work youtube channel myself annie mcneil alex b smith and rob pizzola if you're looking for more content nfl uh nhl or nba make sure to go over to the hammer.bet to check it all out there thank you to everyone who tuned in here today thank you so money thank you rest for uh for your insights today for the bets good luck on your bets tonight and i will see everyone uh next thursday or tomorrow here on the show if you're coming back for that so thank you guys and see you soon 